Welcome to Liberty Chats, produced by members of the Steamboat Institute's Emerging Leaders Council. Thank you for joining us. We talk to a variety of experts, leaders, journalists, and policymakers about our nation's founding principles, why they are still so relevant and essential to preserving freedom for everyone, what specific challenges and threats they face today, and how those founding principles best safeguard and empower everyone's ability, young and old, to attain prosperity and personal happiness. Hi, welcome to another episode of Liberty Chats. I'm Carl Honiger with the Steamboat Institute's Emerging Leaders Council Alumni Board. I'm here today with Lily Tang Williams. Lily came to America in 1988 with $100 in her pocket. She just last year ran for Congress in New Hampshire's second district. And Lily, you've been an advocate for liberty a long time. I know that one of the things that I guess brought you to the nation's attention was a photo of you with an AR style rifle that I believe was shared on the Glenn Beck program. Is that true? Yes, yes, yeah. That was 2015 um, photo um, my husband took in our house in Colorado in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing uh, my son's, uh, um, I think, uh, an army, like a military and Air Force pants and boots and and the reason I had to take that picture is because they, you know, remember Obama was talking about I can use my pen to sign any executive orders to ban yeah. AR-15. And that and I was holding my own AR-15. I bought it in 2013 and when Colorado and trying to limit the magazines. So I had to go buy one. So I like by July 1st, 2013. So my gun would yeah. be grandfathered in and, and no, no, like a 10 rounds limitation. And then when Obama talked about just use his executive order to ban the Air-15s, and I said, I got to send a message out as a unique, you know, like a unique message as immigrate from China. So yeah. that's what I did. I, I, you know, took that, but that just went viral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So w- what's your perspective then on, the right to self-defense, um, self-determination in terms of why that's so important for us to enjoy our, our freedoms and liberties here as opposed to what we see in China and why you think that could be one reason why they don't enjoy the same liberties. So the gun control people, some just don't understand that uh, that they, they, they worry about, you know, um, you know, or criminals do mass killings and, and uh, some might mean well, but they, I think they really don't understand the founding fathers, what their original intention is for Second Amendment. I mean, it's really to prevent tyranny. And it is also a um, human being's God-given right to have self-defense. It's your right is coming from God, our creator, not from any government to say, oh, how you should defend yourself, your property, your families against tyranny or against the criminals. And, you know, it, it's just like, it's not as right for them to give or to take away. I mean, I grew up in communist China. 
when one point like now probably is down to one point two billion people are totally disarmed. So wow. yeah, totally disarmed. And I keep reminding people that uh, 1989, when the Tiananmen Square massacre happened, according to some uh, unofficial report, 10,000 students, peaceful students and civilians were crushed down by the soldiers, tanks and guns. And, uh, and I saw, I was already graduate student in UT Austin, 1989, because I came the year before. I saw the citizens in Beijing begging on the floor front of the soldiers who were sitting on the tanks to say, go home. Those students are our brightest, our country's future. They're not counter-revolutionary. They are not terrorists. Don't come here to harm them. Then they offer them those soldiers like a Chinese bread and, you know, um, like water and basically trying to persuade them. And those soldiers later did leave because they were from Beijing. They knew okay. like, they couldn't they couldn't do this. But yeah. then when the soldiers got a call in by Deng Xiaoping from Hubei province, they were told, go crush those protesters, counter-revolutionaries who want to overthrow the government. And then we saw massacre. It's like, I would just keep thinking, what if those civilians and students had guns? They probably yeah. would think twice, right? Just go, go crush them and to, to commit a massacre. Yeah, because I think the quote from Mao about gun control is great. He said, all political power comes from the barrel of a gun. The Communist Party must command all the guns. That way, no guns can be ever used to command the party. So he very much says that yes, his purpose that's of gun why control, they want to control is guns. Yes. safety. It's very much just he knows why gun control is important for a government. It's so that the government can always control the people. But our youth in this country are so indoctrinated by the you know, leftists control the classrooms. They they don't understand that. They, you know, I because they're so miseducated, misinformed, they don't even know the real history. I was just on Twitter this morning and uh, talking about some people were tell me a survivor of communism to say, you know what, you know, the real communist society never existed. <laughs> Never existed. So it's so sad. That means 100 million people died under communism, totally disarmed. They were enslaved and they were killed. And they died in vain. They would be turning over in their graves to say, we are forgotten by the human humans later who don't learn real history. So I am a very, very firm and staunch supporter of Second Amendment right. I mean, this if you talk about the one thing, single issue, I will not compromise. I will have a conversations, but I will not compromise is a Second Amendment. Because if we compromise on Second Amendment, I just feel like we cannot have anything back up to protect our other Bill of Rights and other freedoms and liberties. That's why you see all the totalitarian regimes, tyrants, they always disarm people, citizens first. You know, Hitler did that. Even German students I, I talked to, she even did not know, yeah, did that. Hitler, Nazis disarmed yeah, yeah. their own people. <laughs> and they don't, I guess, educate them right 
you know, that way. And you saw Venezuela, in Cuba, they're all disarmed people. But the whole control they guns after that, it, it, it's the, you know, the government, the soldiers who work for the government and work for the military, they can do whatever they want because nobody is there to have any kind of right and tools, weapons to fight back. We, we saw yeah. what happened in, during COVID shutdown. You look at the, what happened in Australia, right? People have gone crazy in Western countries because yeah. Australia has been doing gun control for so many years. You saw all the police beat up people and, and dragging their family to go, go to quarantine camps. And when China did that too, but China, you know, you know, that's like, um, I, I, I'm not surprised, but so what's happening in Australia, in Canada, in all those mandates, lockdowns, and, um, you know, if you, if you dare not to wear a mask and that, then you, you're going to be like, uh, um, scolded by police and, and trying to force you to put something on your face. Oh, it just, I, I think because of that, you know, last three, two years, I feel like I have not done enough. I need to do more <laughs> because yeah, yeah. it seems like the so, war has gone worse. Yeah, I I really appreciate um, your love for the past history and talking about how actually we can talk about what communism has been. You've lived it. Um, what about what we're experiencing that's kind of current history in terms of, I guess there's this blank paper movement uh, protests in China last couple of months. Uh, doesn't seem like it's very active right now, but I really don't know what to believe when I look at our, our Western media. I'm looking at an article at Vox.com right now saying, what can the world learn from China's zero COVID lockdown? Short-term lockdowns could be key to any pandemics early. So they're focused on, at least very far left wing media is, what can we learn from China's example? Ignoring the actual Chinese who have problems with that. They're talking about with this blank paper movement, there's young people who have no political ambitions, but all of a sudden they're realizing they've gone too far. What what have you seen because you have access to the Chinese language and you can kind of get around the Western media? What have you seen in China surrounding um, protests and are are the Chinese actually happy with the lockdown? I, I I don't believe they were happy, but they had but they had to stay inside the home. I mean, I remember last April, um, Shanghai was under lockdown, very strict zero COVID lockdown. You know what zero COVID means per Xi Jinping is that if you have one single positive case in your community in your subdivision, then the whole communities were under strict lockdown. That means nobody go out to shop. You're waiting for food delivery and uh, to shop online and the people deliver to you and your apartment gates were welded in, you know, and all those we call the white guards now, like those uh, cops or um, people got hired to enforce zero COVID lockdown. They all dress up in white suits and, uh, and they're the one who will stand in there, guard your gate, and do not allow you to go out. And I have friends in Shanghai. I mean, it's like Shanghai is the most international commerce city of China. Yeah. Like we're under strict lockdown for 10 weeks. They were hungry. They were having mental depression. When yeah. people deprived of uh, fresh air, sunshine to go out, imagine I saw so many people commit suicide because uh, they need the medicine and they could not get it. They need to go wow. to the hospital. They could not get it. 
I saw a woman deliver baby outside the publicly, did not even have anything, you know, on the uh, on the ground for her. I saw wow. a migrant worker hang himself up. Because migrant workers who live in Shanghai work there, they had no means to even get a food delivered because they don't even have official status as a resident. So, so they don't get to deliver food. So people were、okay. hungry, starving, and then they 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 were um you know not able to go out and cut out all the contact with their family members. Think about the stress level. The senior citizens who leave them by themselves, who are hurting because of cancer, but they cannot get a treatment. Oh,、yeah. it's very inhuman. It's on my YouTube now. I have YouTube channel Lily Tang Williams. I put like seventy minutes together from all different、uh, videos on WeChat in Mandarin Chinese together.、Okay. I was、uh, actually shut down、Great. by Facebook and to say <laughs> graphic. You know, content and、uh, give me a warning for twenty four hours in jail because、uh, I violated the rules. Guess three times, the third strike, you were out for、uh, for twenty four hours. And I didn't warn people. It's graphic. People jump out, jump down from the buildings, commit suicide. Young people have mental breakdowns. So I think what happened to trigger the white paper movement protest is because.、Yeah. Lockdown caused apartment building on fire in Xinjiang. You know the northwest of China, Uyghur area, Xinjiang. That's where the cultural、yeah. genocide is happening.、Okay. And this building, because of lockdown, the fire trucks could not go inside the community to stop the fire. People、uh, were burning to death,、yeah. and the Chinese people saw that. They said this could happen to us if we don't. You know, end this. So people just could not consider, like, oh, if I should save this or at the most, like, this could happen to us. Plus, we're starving, and and、uh, you know, we 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 couldn't feed ourselves anyway. The COVID, we were not afraid of COVID. We were afraid of this policy. So、yes. so the reason they hold a white piece of paper is because this they don't want to put anything on there. They get caught. They get locked up. Everybody hold a white piece of paper. It's like a silence protest. We have a lot to say, but we don't want to write down. So they just stand up there. So young people, this is probably first time for younger generation to realize how dark, how blind their future is. If this continues, people are losing jobs. Company file bankruptcy. They cannot afford their mortgages, and、yeah. they cannot do anything like normal life that they suppose enjoying. So they just feel like、uh, this is first time they realize. We never suffered like me, like like under most generation, and like right suffered. Now it's like first time they feel hungry, starving, and totally be enslaved. So I'm glad they all participated, and people just fed up, and that pressure government. First time they were calling for Xi Jinping to step down, and、uh, and 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 the Chinese Communist Party to、That's、you know、incredible. be resolved.、Yeah. So, so 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 I think they. They they feel the pressure all over the country, so they got rid of the zero COVID lockdown policies cross country. At one point, there were like a three hundred million people in China under some kind of zero lockdown. And how many people died? We don't know. You know, I never trust the Chinese Communist Party government's the numbers and their reporting, and it's all propaganda. They silence the voices, so so that.、Uh, So that I I think that right now we see you know China is kind of trying to back to normal and、uh, kind of reboot the economy. E- economy 
take took a big toll. There are lots of companies filed bankruptcy, basically under the past yeah. three yeah. years. Well, thank you, Lily. Um, I appreciate you coming and giving your insight today. I know that you've just recently put a lot of effort into your YouTube channel. Can you explain just a little bit um, in a few sentences what you're doing there? And uh, appreciate your time today. Well, that uh, I have, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Lily for Congress is my page. I ran for Congress New Hampshire last year. I did not win the primary, but I got lots, lots of uh, positive feedback. And uh, my slogan is, uh, I fear the country I love is becoming the country I left. I want to come out as a Chinese immigrant to defend American dream for my children's sake. So you can follow me, Lily for Congress. And my Twitter, Lily for Liberty, and my YouTube, Wonderful. just my personal name, and Instagram, Lily Tang Williams. Share my stories, my messages. I have a new show on YouTube now. Every Sunday, there is an immigrant speak video come out. So I get other immigrants joining me and talk about you know, how we view today's America, why we are terrified to see what is happening. So I'm hoping by telling our stories, we will wake up some people, especially there are young people who are not taught real history. The socialism, communism is not the answer to whatever problem they think they face. It's absolutely lead really? us to slaughter. Yeah, yeah. Th th thanks so much. And uh, I definitely suggest checking out your YouTube channel. I think that's been very interesting in your conversations. And thank you for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, and one more thing, I have my own website, lilytownwilliams.com. Okay. So everybody Wonderful. can see my Twitter feed in there because I'm very active on Twitter. And some people don't um, have Twitter account. They can just follow my daily tweet on my website at the bottom of the first homepage. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I wanna be free. I wanna be free. Wanna be free. Yeah.